Don't Get in the Van. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Mandy. And today we're going to be talking about Chris Watts. The family annihilator. Yeah, yes. he, he's he's a gem. He is a gem. <laughs> yes, he is. Okay. So, uh, All right, so we're just going to we're just going to jump right in. Yeah, yeah. What do you right. got for us? Okay. So, the year is 2017. So, August of 2017. All right. So, we're our players here. Chris Watts. He is How old is he? He's in his 30s. Oh, I don't know. Gosh, I, we don't even know. I didn't I'll look it up while you Okay, so talking. I'm going to keep going. We're going to talk about their ages because I think she's younger than him. So, Chris Watts, he works in the oil industry. Shanann, his wife, uh, is uh, she works in sales for a company, Thrive, and that they mainly at this time, I believe, did these patches that everybody's wearing for Thrive uh, for weight loss, right? Yeah. Okay. How old? He is thirty-six. Okay, thirty-six. All right, and then they have two children: Bella, a little girl, she's four, and Celeste. They call her Cece, and she is three. And they live in Colorado, in a four hundred thousand dollar home, which. Um, after watching a documentary, we were quite impressed that Shanann built her first home when she mm-hmm. was 25 years 25 old. 25 years old. And it was old. huge. It was huge. It had, it had like, multiple garages. Yeah. It looked really fancy. It had, fancy. like, a balcony on the top. I it, mean, a beautiful little balcony. It was beautiful. It yeah, was lovely. She, I mean, it was gorgeous. 25 yeah. years old, guys. Yeah. Let's be impressed. That's yeah, pretty right. amazing. Goals. Yeah. Goals. <clears throat> All right. So... She was really into social media, so she made tons and tons and tons of posts. Like, so many that, oh, God. It was it was a little overwhelming, actually. One of those people who puts their entire life on social media, for right. sure. They want everybody to know everything. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And so she was always gushing about Chris, and mm-hmm. it was her second marriage, and she was just gushing about, like, this was the best thing that's ever happened to her, uh, showing lots of videos of him working out, and... Him with the kids and her even, you know, cooking. Just every single thing. Them mm-hmm. eating dinner together. Yeah. So lots and lots of pictures making, you know, making their family appear kind of perfect, really. Yeah. Uh, lots of traveling and lots of videos. So the videos were not only of her and Chris, but of the little girls, like, singing songs and things like that. It was mm-hmm. quite cute. So, okay, so she finds out that she's pregnant with their third child. And she records herself telling Chris. And she's wearing a shirt. Whoops, we did it again. And his response was a little strange. It was, yeah, it was kind of weird. Like, watching that was, he just, like, automatically knew. So I guess the impression I got is that they'd been trying. I guess. I don't know, because he said, wow, I guess when you want it, it it ha- want it to happen, it does. That's why I thought maybe they were trying. But what I took from that was maybe she, she wanted, wanted it. it. That, I mean, could be. I don't know. But, you know, that was just kind of a weird thing. It was one of her videos, and it seemed like a strange response. And he said, wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, a couple times. Yeah, kind of he like, was just ah. kind of like, well, from what the neighbors had said in other interviews, he was always kind of very quiet yep. and didn't say a lot. So yeah. maybe that was, like, the normal him maybe. that we just weren't, just don't kind of, know. Yeah, Yeah, because we don't know him. I don't well, know. Well, and then he held up the pregnancy test, which oh, has yeah. a pink fucking cap. And it's he not... goes, oh, does this mean it's a girl? And oh, she's yeah. like, that's where I pee. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's a pink cap. It's just what it yeah, is. Yeah, she's like, that's that's the test. Yeah. and But he already had two girls, and he wants a boy. So he's kind of yeah, like, oh, is this like, a girl? Yeah. You don't know right away. Cool. Yeah. What are you talking about? People are weird. 
<sighs> so, an interesting fact is a year earlier, um, they had filed for bankruptcy, and that had strained their marriage. And he kind of became a little bit colder and distant to her. And she was texting her friends quite a bit, saying that um, she was scared to have another baby with somebody who was being very distant and cold. Mm -hmm. So, And he did not go with her to any of her doctor's appointments. No, no. ultrasounds, nothing. So that's... Unusual? Bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> I would be so pissed. Fucked up. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like, okay, well, maybe he did the first two, but the third one, eh, I'm busy. Yeah, like, come on. Like, not even the first one, not one, I none know. of them. And there was a video Rude. of her, too, being like, I have my first appointment today, and I'm nervous. Maybe your oh, husband yeah, could talking about it. Yeah, maybe your husband, who's super supportive, yeah. would be there for you. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, so um, so she goes to visit her parents and Chris's mom, Cindy, in North Carolina. So I think they're they're from North Carolina. Mm -hmm. So and they had moved from North Carolina to Colorado. Yep. So she went to go visit them. She was staying for six weeks with Bella and Cece, and Chris did not get enough time off. I guess for six weeks. I mean, who does? Mm -hmm. But he was able to come for a week. So she. She gets into an argument. This is one of the notable things, I guess. Oh, she yeah. gets into an argument with Chris's mom about ice cream that yeah. Cece is allergic to. And I guess it escalates very quickly. And then she gets kicked out of the house and texts Chris and is pissed off and says she's not going to see them anymore. And they're not going to yeah. see the kids anymore. And so it makes a big deal out of it, yeah. right? Well, apparently Cece's allergic to a bunch of different things. And, like, all of these things are in this ice cream. <laughs> so she's like, why the fuck would you buy ice cream that my child's allergic to? Right. Why would you even have it in the house? Right. Like, what the hell? Right. I think she goes a little over the top. I definitely think she goes but a little I get over it. the top. But, yeah, I get it. I get I mean, it. But, yeah, so. Whatever. I think there's more. <laughs> I think there was maybe more tension. Just tension. Well, remember, yeah. I remember they in the um, we watched a documentary and he had told the cops that the mom and his mom and sister never really liked her anyway. Yes. So I think there was already like tension and yes. like headbutting there. Well, and at the wedding when they got married, yeah. they were already kind of like, yeah, ah, they nah, were nah, like, man, we don't like her. Yeah, nah, she's it's not like, good enough for you. Yeah, it's like, come on, you're they're yeah. married. So I think maybe they already didn't really like each other in the ice cream. She was just like, ice cream, fuck you. <laughs> the ice cream took them. Over over yeah, the top. over the edge. Oh, God. Okay, so also during this trip, <clears throat> she had confided in her mom that, um, you know, about the situation that she was in with Chris. And I guess also during this time, she was buying self-help books for herself and sending him copies of them. And he was just, like, tossing them out. He's like, yeah, no. Don't oh. have time for that. Just need to do my, my crunches or whatever he's doing. Okay. <clears throat> so she said that um, Chris was back. <laughs> to his crunches or whatever he's doing. <laughs> or his push-ups. <laughs> I had to take a second to laugh at that. <laughs> it's true. He worked out yeah. so much. But, okay, quick side note. He yeah. used to be 260 pounds yeah. or something uh -huh. crazy, and now he's 185. Yeah, so now, he, now yeah. he's, like, I wouldn't say ripped, but semi-ripped compared to his yeah. extra weight to love before. <laughs> extra yeah. weight to love. I, I was trying to be delicate. <sighs> yeah, no, he's definitely in good shape now. Um, and I think he added some tattoos to his, to his biceps. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah, trying to be Mr. Trying to be cool. Like, yeah. All right. Uh, Caitlin did not do those tattoos, so. No. <laughs> <laughs> that giant tribal back piece. I was like, oh, dude. Yikes. Uh, okay. Not even fully shaded, so he must have wimped out. I'm just saying. I don't oh, think that he finished. It wasn't finished. Okay. And so, so I, you know, I think I that maybe he pushed out. He probably did. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> So, um, she was upset because Chris was back at home living the bachelor life she thought of. She was like, you know, this is crap. Like, he's not even calling the kids. He's 
not making an effort. He's just being, like, living the single life, right? Yeah, she said that he hadn't even reached out to them yeah. once while they were gone, right? right. She right. was having to call him Every to get time. him to say hi to the kids. He yes. didn't even reach out on his own. Right. And if you have kids, even if you don't like your wife that much, if you have kids, yeah, why you're going to call and hear, you want right. to talk to your kids Divorced every day Divorced people least. do it. Yeah. Right? I yeah. Mean, come on. Anyway. Um, so then she texted him and she said, I tried to give you space, but while you are working and living the bachelor life, I'm carrying our third child and fighting with our kids daily, trying to work and make money. It's not hard texting. I love you and miss you. If you don't mean it, then I get it, but we need to talk. I keep looking at my phone all night and no response from you. Like, seriously, we've been together eight years and have two and a half kids together. So. Yeah. Yeah. And every time he responds to her... Like, you, you said oh, it very well. Oh, yeah. He literally just says exactly what she wants to hear. Yeah. Like, he's placating her. One hundred percent. Yeah. You he's can like, tell no, he's literally you. just saying the textbook's responses mm-hmm. that he must have read out of one of those self-help yeah. books. Like, he's like, I maybe he did read one then. Maybe he did, yeah. yeah. And he's, he's like, like, well, in that um, documentary we watched, he gave some kind of... Um, speech on relationships oh, yeah, i didn't yeah. catch a lot on that I but he either. obviously knows a little bit about that because he right. did that like presentation yes so i think maybe he just pocketed all that information in the back right. of his brain he just to spew to her later right he's like this will come in handy yeah uh okay so finally on july 31st of this year he flies out to meet shanann and the kids for a week and um she's very upset because she says he only kissed her when they saw each other at the airport, but he's not, you know, being, like, loving. They haven't been together for five she weeks. She specifically said he's not grabbing my ass. Yes, yes. So she that says, must be something he normally I guess they do does. That. So Yikes. no ass grabbing, no sex, no kissing of any sort, except for no when he saw her physical at, yeah. touch other than the yes. one kiss. Yeah. And so that, she said that, like, he's shutting her out, and it was making her extremely upset, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when she returns, um, things don't get any better. And she texts a friend of hers, quote, Chris told me last night he's scared to death about this third baby and he's happy with Bella and Celeste and doesn't want another baby. So her friend tries to be comforting and she says he's probably just scared. And she said, no, he's changed and I don't know who he is. The friend also suggested that Chris could be having an affair, but she asks him about it and he denies it at this point. The next thing that happens is she has to go out of town on a business trip, right? So she's going to Arizona for her company, Thrive. Mm-hmm. And while she's gone, the two little girls, Bella and Cece, four and three again, they stay with Chris. Mm-hmm. So yep. he's watching his babies. So she was very paranoid at this yeah. point. She yeah. thinks he might be having an affair. She just doesn't know what's going on, and she's feeling just completely overwhelmed. So she starts keeping an eye on their banking account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And she notices. He's a real genius, you guys. Yeah, he's so smart. I mean, what the hell? so smart. Take some cash out, dude, but whatever. I'm not saying his actions were good at all on anything. But, but yeah. I mean, if you're going to be shady, then you need to do, like, you need to try and Yeah, like, premeditate a little bit. Right? Figure it out. Like, hey, I'm having an affair. I think we need to fill in the context here, because we just started going off because we know something we haven't told them yet. Oh, yes, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Okay. So, she's looking at the bank account. She sees there's a charge for $63 at the Lazy Dog Bar and Grill on a Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Okay, that doesn't sound like an expensive restaurant, right? No. Okay. 
So she asked him about it, and he said he was... Well, she asked him what he ate, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, he said, I was having salmon. So he's thinking of, like, what's the most expensive thing? Thing, yeah. Salmon and beer, and it was expensive. Yeah. So, and he had a babysitter for the girls that night. Said he was out with friends. Yeah. Nothing else. Side note, she looks up the menu and sees how much that is, and Mm -hmm. she's like, that's maybe 30 bucks. Yeah. What's up with the other 30? Right. Yeah. She goes literally onto the website, pulls up the pulls menu. Pulls up the menu. And tells, this: the salmon cost $15. I just want to say <laughs> that women are... Resourceful. Resourceful. For <laughs> sure. If yeah. you men, if there's any men listening here, you be. guys would call us crazy, but we're actually just really <laughs> fucking smart. Okay? Right? <laughs> if you think that we don't know how to do this kind of shit... We do. We We are natural detectives. Yes, you're mistaken. (laughs) Just a little, like, what is that? Like A little side note. We just want to throw that little alert out there for any men listening. Any men that might be cheating, guys. Oh, yeah. We'll we'll figure it out. out. (laughs) There's this thing called woman's intuition. Yes. For a reason. And the internet. And the internet. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So on August 12th, she's scheduled to return home very late that evening. So Chris, for a while I was like, why wouldn't Chris go pick her up? But I forgot. He's got the two kids, so he he gets a pass, even, I guess. Even still. But four and three. He probably just didn't want to wake him up. But I mean, I still would go get Jason. Uh, yeah. I mean, to put the kids in the car and go get him. But whatever. Yeah, everybody's different. Yeah, I everybody's guess. different. I don't know. Everybody's different, I guess. But it's still like, in my personal opinion, like when your significant other is gone for a while, you would think go pick you them would up. be excited to go pick them up, yes. right? Yes. And she's pregnant, and it's a woman, and it's way early in the morning. Like, yeah. that's not exactly safe. So Now, pick, her friend up. that picked her up is yes. kind of a busybody. She's in yeah. her stuff all the time. So maybe yeah. he was like, yeah, that's fine. He's like, fine. It's cool. So the friend is Nicole Atkinson. Mm-hmm. And uh, around 1.40, she drops Shanann off at her house, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So the next morning, Chris is at work, and he's acting normal. Um, and Shanann had an ultrasound appointment that morning. So he wasn't aware of the appointment because he didn't care to ever because be he's aware or so, interested. Yeah, because he's so mm-hmm. considerate. So since he had no idea there was an appointment, her friend Nicole did know there was an appointment. And she wasn't responding to text messages. I think she called the doctor's office. She did not yeah. go to the ultrasound, which yeah. she's like, wait, red flag. Yeah. And then she didn't show up for a business meeting. Yeah. So she's like, okay. I'm really concerned about you. She's texting her. She goes to her house. Yeah. So when she gets there, no answer. The house is completely silent. And so she calls Chris and she calls the police. So a dispatch officer was dispatched for a wellness check. And uh, she and the children were were nowhere to be found. But they can't go in the house until Chris gets there, right? Yeah. So he arrives and just like runs up to the house. And Nicole at this point is on the phone with with Shanann's mom. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I give you permission to go in that house. Yeah, you can go she, in my daughter's yeah, house. But she can't give the permission. Chris had to. You're right. So Chris is like, yeah, you can come in, blah, blah, blah. So he's just acting, I mean, kind of normal, I guess. He wasn't crying. Yeah. He didn't seem really overly nervous or excited or anything. He was a little fidgety. A little fidgety, but he's just literally acting like this isn't, like there's nothing important going on. Like she's freaking out that she doesn't know where she is, and he's just acting like everything's totally normal, and he's not concerned at all. Right. And then he's like, wait, here's her phone. Oh, yeah. She left her phone here, and it's off. And it's off. And then they were like, what's the code? How do we turn it on? And then all these messages start appearing, right? So the messages from her friend Nicole. Yeah. And then the messages from Chris. And what did Chris say? Chris was like... 
I don't even, I didn't write them down. But right, he was that. saying all the typical things that you would say if you weren't sure where she was yes. because he had already been kind of like forewarned. Yes. So he was already kind of like sending these like, messages so that it would be there showing mm-hmm. proof that he was like concerned. Yes. I'm on my way home. I hope you're there yeah. when I get there. All these things. Ugh. So anyway, then he, as they're searching the house, he says, here's her wedding ring. She oh, left yeah. her wedding on ring. the video. He's like holding it around his finger, just kind of like looking at it, and just being like a total weirdo. I don't know. Like the police cam yeah. is like picking this up, and he's just kind of like mm, looking <laughs> at it, like he's got mental disabilities. I don't know. He really. He was like a ring. Yeah, yeah. It's like, like <laughs> calm down. Oh my god, the ring. The ring. My precious. I was gonna say one <laughs> ring to rule them all. He looks like Gollum. I just know. like, Ugh, this is really <laughs> Calm down. Oh, God. Okay. Oh. <laughs> we got a snort. I snorted. <sighs> okay. Anyway, also what has been left, not only her ring, her phone, her, her wallet, purse, her purse. Yep. the keys, and her car. And her medication. And she her has medication. Lupus. She has lupus. Mm-hmm. And their kids' seats are in the car. So that's that's another red flag. That's weird. Okay. Well, so, did they each have their own set of car seats for the cars? It didn't say that, but he also had a truck, and that's not exactly um, the most legal way for your kids to be traveling. If they're little, they're supposed to be in the back in car seats. And I don't know what his truck setup was like, because some trucks don't have all that room. But I don't yeah. know. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, his had a giant cab, so I'm sure he had enough room in the back seat the, of his back, to put, put car, some seats. car seats. Yeah. I mean, like, my brother-in-law has a car seat in the back of his truck. He does? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so the other thing... On their bed, there's no bed sheets. Nothing. <laughs> so um, they're missing. And then the police also, when they're looking outside in the trash, they find some of the bed sheets in the trash, which I is mean, weird. There's not a like crime in throwing your bed sheets away, but it's no, strange. No, but it's strange when your wife and your children are missing and your bed's completely like all everything's yeah. been ripped off of it. The house right. is pristine and there's sheets in the garbage. Right. And, you know, who, who rips everything off their bed unless it's, like, a major cleaning day? You know what I mean? Right. Nobody. Well, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, her phone and her wallet and everything's still there. She clearly, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no sign of forced entry. Like, no. if she was in the middle of a deep clean day, somebody came in no. and snatched them. There's no sign of that. So, there's it's no like, sign. it's just very odd. Right. Red flag. Right. And she had been out of town. He's been home alone with these kids. Why is it so, so clean? clean? It would be you a know he wasn't cleaning yeah, my house. You know he wasn't cleaning no. up everything. No, no, There's no. There's no way. There'd be toys everywhere. Everywhere. There's no way. No. So the Colorado Bureau of Investigation becomes involved in the case. Um, and this is the same day that Chris gets in front of TV cameras. And he's like, like, just bleeding out. Like, oh, with my family, I need their safe return. Yeah, bleeding right? for the, yeah. And do you have that clip? Yeah. So let's play that now. Here we go. W A T T S. What's going on right now around your house? Right now, it's got canine units, the sheriff's department. Everybody's like they're they're doing their best right now to figure out like if they can get a scent, see where they went. If they went on foot, they went in a car, they went somewhere. And right now, it's just like they've they've been on point. They're going through the house trying to get a scent and. Hopefully they can pick something up to where it's it's gonna lead to something. What happened? She like she came home from the airport two a.m. and I left around five fifteen. She was still here, and 
like about 12, 10. And that afternoon, her friend Nicole showed up at the door. Like I had texted Shannon a few times that day, called her, say, you know, but she never got back to me, but she wasn't getting back to any of her people as well. And that's what really concerned a lot of people is like, she's not getting back to her, like if she doesn't get back to me, that's fine. Like she gets busy during the day, but she didn't get back to her people, which was very concerning. And Nicole called me when she was at the door and that's when I came home and then walked in the house and nothing was vanished. Nothing was here. I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't here. The kids weren't here. No, nobody was here. Shannon, S H A N N. What's your What's your kids? Bella and Celeste. C E L E S T E. How old are you? How old are your daughters? Four. Bella's four. Celeste's three. And so, how many times did you try calling her? I called her three times. Texted her about three times just to say, you know, what's going on. Like I did. I could after that for the after I called her and texted her once. It's like. Maybe she was just busy, like, she just got back, you know, like, everybody's probably calling her from her trip. She just got back from Arizona, and I figured just, she was just busy. But when her friend showed up, that's what it was like, it, it registered, like, all right, this isn't right. Do you think she just took off? Do you think? I, I mean, right now, I don't even want to just, like, throw anything out there. Like, I hope that she's somewhere safe right now and with the kids. But, I mean... Could she have been? Could she have just taken off? I don't know. But if somebody has her and they're not safe, like I want them back now. Like that that that's what's in my head. Like if they're safe right now, they're gonna come back. But if they're not safe right now, that's what that's the not knowing part. Like if they're not safe, I, I, last night I was I had every light in the house on. I was hoping that I would just get just ran over by the kids running in the door and just like barrel rushing me, but it didn't happen. And it was just a traumatic night trying to be here. Some kind of tough questions about your relationship with your kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, my, my kids are my life. I mean, those those smiles light up my life. And this, like, I mean, last night, like, during, like, at, you know, when they usually eat dinner, it was just like, I miss them. Like, I mean, I miss telling them, hey, you got to eat that or you're not going to get your dessert, you know, and just like, you're not going to get your snack after. But I, I miss that. Like, I, I miss them, you know, cuddle up on their couches. They have like a Minnie Mouse couch and a Sophia couch that they cuddle up on and watch, you know, Bubble Guppies or something. And it was just like, you know, I, 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 I was, it was tearing, tearing me apart last night. And I needed that. I needed that last night. And for that, for nobody to be here last night and to go into their rooms and not and know that I wasn't going to turn the rain machines on. I know that I wasn't going to turn the monitor on. No, I wasn't going to kiss them to bed tonight. It was, it, it was, I, I, that's why last night was just horrible. I couldn't do it. it. I just, I just want, I want everybody to just come home. Like, wherever they're at, come home. That's what I want. Okay. So, <clears throat> all right. <laughs> this guy okay Ugh, one yeah. thing about this is he's not wearing his wedding ring in this oh my god i didn't even notice that and he's not wearing his bracelet that he usually wears to support shanann because of her lupus they each wore a bracelet so he's you're not right i'm yeah. looking at it now and he doesn't have either of those things yeah. on so no bracelet and no wedding ring huh. in this yeah so okay hmm. so he does work in an oil refinery or but this whatever. This is the next day this and he's the not working day. today. Right. Okay. 
So anyway, so the detectives are searching the home with cadaver dogs, which you could hear in that clip. And um, they also, they were going around to different neighbors, right? And so there was a neighbor. This guy's funny. Oh, he's hilarious. <laughs> the one with the TV? Yeah. yeah. And so um, he can be seen on the neighbor's, like, doorbell video, whatever, camera, mm-hmm. um, backing his truck into the garage at 5.17 a.m. And he stays there for quite a while, and then he drives away, right? Mm-hmm. So the neighbor, you want to say what the neighbor was saying? Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, so Chris, like, finally leaves their house, and the cop's like, okay, I'm just going to get his information, and then I'll meet you over there. Right. And the neighbor's like, something's up. This guy's acting real weird. He's like, (laughs) he's normally really calm and quiet. He doesn't say much. He won't shut up. He's being all fidgety. He was like, something's up. Something's weird. He's Mm -hmm. acting really weird. And And the cop's like, well, that doesn't make him guilty and he's right. like yeah but you need to ch- this is he never backs his car in yeah he and, never backs his and car it looks in. like he put something in his car yeah and it looks like he put something in his car yeah oh my god i love this neighbor that guy was hilarious he was hilarious he was like mm, no and something's he, weird and he was pulling the shit up on his tv yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. like look right there I'm yeah like, oh this guy's hilarious. you see that you see he brought something out mm-hmm. he brought something out mm-hmm. i don't know shady as shit <laughs> oh, you're <God>. shady <laughs> that's right <laughs> Okay, so the police, using the GPS on his truck, they recreate the path he took on the 13th, right? So they're already aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it took them to Chris's work site. Okay, so the detectives searched this area um, by foot, by air, and with drones. And with the drones, they spot a bed sheet that matched the set that had been in the trash at the Watts house. Okay, so that only happens with drones. So they nothing on foot when they searched, and nothing by air. You got to use a drone, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so <laughs> that's our quote of the day. Got to use a drone. Technology. Got to use a drone. Seriously. So they bring Chris in for questioning, and he takes a polygraph test. So <laughs> this woman was funny too. She was cracking me up. Yeah, I liked her though. I, I thought, did. Yeah, I mean, she was pulling out all the stops, like. I'm your friend. You can tell me. It's okay. Yes. I can tell. I can tell that you have something weighing on you that you want to tell me. Remember what she said about his breathing? Yeah, she was like, um, your breathing is really erratic right now. I need you to calm down. Yeah, and she's he's like, like, I need you to breathe yeah, normally. I need you to breathe normally. And he, <laughs> after he, she had just asked him if he did anything yes. and every, to yeah. her, and he's like breathing all erratic, and she's like, I'm going to need you to calm down right yeah. now. Right, right. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to mess anything up. And she's like, yeah. Yeah, well, you are. <laughs> so... She tells him after the test, and when the detective comes back in the room, it is completely clear that you were not honest during the testing. Yeah, you failed. Yeah, so he did not pass. So, also around this time, there's a woman named Nicole Kessinger. Kessinger? Mm-hmm. And she comes forward to the police that she's a co-worker of Chris's and that they had been dating all summer long. Mm-hmm. All summer long. Yeah. Um, he had told Nicole that he and Shanann were separated and that he was living in their basement until their divorce. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah. She later told the media that she barely knew Chris, but her text messages, which she deleted before coming to the police. Of course. Um, and her search history tell a different story. <laughs> so, on July 24th, Nicole searched, Man, the man I'm having an affair with says he will leave his wife. Okay? That's no goodness. On August 4th, she uh, she is searching the internet for over two hours looking at wedding dresses. <laughs> On August 8th, she searched topics about marrying your mistress. Oh, good lord. Yeah. 
And there were hours worth of searches and Googling Shanann's name and if the cops could trace text messages. And she was also Googling, and this part I think is just, this is a little bit telling possibly, um, Amber Fry from the Lacey Peterson case and if Amber had received a book deal. <clears throat> we need a little thing for red flag. Red flag, we do. We, we need, need one yeah, we need because that. this bitch is suspicious, <laughs> okay? What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, so here's... Wasn't she telling the cops, too, that she didn't even know that she was pregnant until she saw it on the news? But she had spent all that time Googling her, and it would take two seconds to find her Facebook page and see all these public oh, posts about her yes. being pregnant and everything else. So, I mean, a you're a liar, you shady, lying-ass bitch. <laughs> Caitlin and her bitch. <laughs> you love it, so I'm just going to keep it's adding hilarious. it. Okay. We need a shirt that says, this bitch. <laughs> oh we'll work on that for you guys. That's hilarious. My mom's going to be like, really, Caitlin? Yeah. Could you stop that right now? Yeah. (laughs) So on July 3rd, Chris wrote Nicole a birthday card, okay? And he says, big things will happen this year. Dreams will come true. That smile, that stare, that laugh, that giggle gets me every time. You are truly an amazing, inspirational, and electric woman that takes my breath away every time I see you. You are wonderful. Don't ever stop being you. That's sappy. Gross. AF. Gross. I wouldn't want to receive that. That's like worse than that open mouth kiss they kept doing at their oh. wedding. There, yes. On the documentary, there is a this really just, their first kiss together is just, just so disgusting. It's like they both have complete open mouth. Like Ugh. it's. It's almost to the point where you're like, get a room. Yeah, no, it's not, seriously, it's not like, appropriate. Like at your wedding, you just kind of like my eyes, my eyes. <laughs> Oh, okay, we have another note that he wrote her. Oh, God. He likes to say wow, because, okay, Nikki, wow, where do I even start? Wow. The first day I saw you, you took my breath away. The first day I had the guts to talk to you, I got lost in those stunning eyes. The first day we hung out in the park together, what are they, 12? <laughs> I knew I was addicted. The first time we kissed, I knew I had met the most amazing, unique, and electric woman ever. We have had a lot of firsts together Nikki, and I want to keep having them with you. And then in quotes, he writes, all night till the sun comes back. I want to love, want to love, want to love you like that. She's electric. (laughs) Is that what that's from? He's said, he's called her electric, like, in both notes. Yes, yes, he has. It's like, woo. Chill. Yeah, chill out, dude. Yeah, he sounds like a 12-year-old with his first crush. And they went to the park and hung out. (laughs) We're being mean about him, but he deserves it, guys. Okay. He's, yeah, the worst. And so I and personally, we'll get into this later, but I hate her, too. I think yeah, that I know you do. Nikki, not Shanann, Nikki, the mistress, I think she's terrible, and I'm yeah. pretty sure she had something to do with it. But we'll, we'll talk about that later. We will. <sighs> okay. At 11.02, Chris was arrested on suspicion for murdering his family. So he said he needed to speak with his father and that he would be willing to tell the truth to the police after he talked to his father. So they allowed him to speak with him, but of course they recorded the conversation. Um, So he tells his dad that he failed the polygraph and his dad says, you know, what's going on, son? You know, you can tell me, you know, we just need to know what happened. What's what happened to Shanann? What happened to the girls? Please tell me what's going on. So 
He said that he had told Shanann that he wanted to separate and that she was very, very upset. So he noticed that the baby on the baby monitor that one of his babies was already turning blue. So then he sees on his other baby monitor that Shanann is smothering the second child. So he said by this time, he by the time he got to the second daughter's room, they were dead. And so he freaked out and he killed Shanann the same way. So by choking or suffocating her, right? Really quick. Did we mention the lady with the um, polygraph when she actually like asked him what happened? Did Shanann do something to the children? Did yes. Shanann hurt them and it caused you to hurt her? Yes. Because I think that she put that idea in his head. I think he 100%. was running out of ideas. Right. And she planted that seed and he mm-hmm. was like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to talk to my dad. I'll tell yeah. him what happened. I'll tell him. Yeah, because the whole time before this, he had just been saying he didn't know. And then he said that his best guess is that someone took them. Yeah. Right? He's like, at first I thought maybe she was just cooling off yeah. from our argument, but I think someone took them. And then she's like, Bob, maybe this. Did this happen? You can He's almost like, yeah. kind of tell in the video when she asks him to that. He's kind of like, huh. Good idea. You gave me a lifeline here. Mm-hmm. I got an idea. Yeah, I think maybe maybe I am ready to talk. Right. Exactly. So um, they come back in the room and they are like, you know, you did the hardest thing. Good job, you know, letting us know what happened. But then he, the detective is like, are you, are you good with the world knowing that Shanann smothered and killed her babies? Are you fine with that? Yeah. And he is just kind of like, yeah. He's like, yeah, well, I didn't do it, so I don't want people to think I did. Right. Exactly. And they're like, all right, well, what it looks like to us is that you've got this new life with this woman, and you want to get rid of your old life. And the best way to do that is to annihilate your family, pretty much, right? (laughs) And he's like, no, that did not happen. It was Shanann. You know, I killed Shanann. Don't like, he shouldn't have done that, but he was enraged, right? Okay. So then he says, um, he tells his father and the police where the bodies are. Mm -hmm. So soon the police find the children and disgustingly, Bella and Cece had been dumped in the oil tanks and their bodies were placed through a hatch that was only eight inches in diameter. So we're talking about a four foot two, no, no, I'm sorry, 42 inch Mm -hmm. little girl, 37 inch little girl, um, four and three. Mm-hmm. So, eight inches is not big enough. There's to yeah, that's put not a body that's through. not shoulder length like width. No. There's no way. And it did say that when they found Bella, she had scratches all over her body from being shoved into the small hatch opening, and had a tuft of her hair that was ripped from her head, from being Ugh. smushed down into this oil tank. Ugh. So the two girls had been smothered, and Cece looked like she had not put up a fight, but Bella did have signs that she tried to fight. And really quickly, I would like to play a clip of Bella. And um, this is... Get your tissues ready. Yeah, get your tissues ready. Caitlin's not sure about playing this, but I think it's imperative to play. She thinks it's important. I so do. I think just get your tissues ready. Get your tissues okay? ready. It's extremely sad, but this is, this is Bella.
So that's a little girl, Bella, singing a song about her daddy being her hero. So, the like I said, the two girls had been smothered. And they found Shanann buried in a shallow grave, fairly close, but not right next to the two oil tanks. And she had been strangled with finger-shaped bruises around her neck. And it did not show much of a struggle, so they feel as though she was probably asleep or unconscious already because both Caitlin and I think she would have yeah, put up a Yeah, she was a, a spicy fight. lady. I feel like she would have put up a fight. And really quick, um, wasn't it only like a six-inch grave, the shallow grave? It was extremely shallow. Yeah, and um, I'm sorry, Mr. Muscles. I work out all the time. Your lazy ass couldn't dig more than a six-inch grave. All right. I mean, Are you kidding me? Animals would have found that for sure. Yeah, what was he thinking? And he left the shit. I mean, okay, clearly he wasn't thinking. Right. But, um, Mr. I work out all the fucking time, can't dig more than a six inch, like, you lazy sack of shit. Right. And he left the bed sheet. And he left the bed sheet. Who does? That's so lazy. Oh, I'm like, what? God, is he your clearly problem? hadn't thought this through. No. He no. hadn't, yeah, he's, I mean, obviously he's not smart. He killed his wife. With their unborn child and their two kids. He's right. a fucking shitty, shady, horrible person. Right. But he clearly didn't think very far into this because no. he's so lazy. Yes. That 100%. and, you know, the one friend was just amazing and was on top of it. 100%. I want, like, all my friends listening, guys, please do that for me if that ever happens. I, I, I would be that friend for I you know for you would. sure. And I, I would, would be too. like, no, something is wrong. I'd be like, Aaron, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. All right, so Chris is sticking to his story, though. He's like, nope, Shanann killed the kids. I killed her in rage. Like, he's arrested, but he's like, no, this is what happened. So he pleads guilty um, only to killing Shanann, right? Mm -hmm. So in November, though, in order to avoid the death penalty because he's a puss, (laughs) he pleads guilty to killing his two daughters, Shanann, and their unborn son. All right, so finally, in February eight, February 18th of 2019, finally tells the truth, okay? So, what really happened is a horrible story. So, Shanann gets home. Uh, her friend drops her off, so all of that's true. Um, she He says that she, like, starts rubbing his leg or whatever, and so then they end up having sex. So, really early the next morning, uh, he tells her, you know, I am having an affair, and I don't think it's going to work anymore. And she's kind of like, what? Yeah, I don't love you anymore. And I don't love you. And so she's like, excuse me, like, we just had sex and now you're telling me what? Like, she's just completely floored. And so she's, she freaks out and she's like, fine, you're never going to see your kids again. Get off me. You know, blah, blah, blah. So he says he gets extremely upset. He chokes her to death. Uh, but again, I'm not sure this is true because she didn't put up a fight. Yeah, he says that she didn't put up a fight at all, and that just seems so unlike her as a person. Exactly. So, I don't know. Because we know her pretty well from her Facebook posts and stuff. I mean, so many Facebook posts, so, like, so many videos. It's not even just, like, a picture. It's a video. She's talking. She's expressing, um, you know, the way she did treat him at times was a little bit demasculating. A little bit. But still... They're married. You don't kill your wife. Okay? No, whether, you, you, whether yeah, whether she's, like, saying you don't have any balls sometimes or not doesn't mean you should kill her. No, it does not. Absolutely. I think we're all guilty of 
being, being a little, yeah, being a little strong, like, especially a str- any strong-willed woman, I feel like the two of us are very, like, yes. our guys are very sweet, and we're kind of, like, <laughs> yeah, we're very serious, and um, I know that I'm definitely guilty of doing that sometimes, Absolutely. saying things that maybe weren't as nice as, nice as I could have been, yeah, right. and maybe making him feel a little less than, and, you mm-hmm. know, we all need to work on that, but, but, but it doesn't mean that you should kill be... me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please don't kill her. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, so anyway, uh, the little girl, Bella, I think it's Bella that comes into the room. It could have been Cece. I think he said Bella. One of the two. One of them. Comes into the room. And she's like, what's wrong with mommy? And he's like, oh, mommy's going to be fine. But he puts the two little girls. Okay, so he must have had car seats because he puts the two little girls (laughs) in the car seats in the truck. He wraps Shanann in the bed sheet and puts her dead body on the floorboard underneath the little girl's feet. Beneath their fucking feet. That is traumatizing. And they're just like, what's what's going what's on going with on mommy? mommy? And he's like, she's going to be fine. Yeah, she'll be fine. She's just rolled up in a sheet underneath yeah. your feet, but she's going to be just fine. Yep, she'll be cool. Okay, so he drives out to his job site, which is about 45 minutes to an hour away. The whole time, these poor little girls have their dead mother beneath them, but I, they're so little. They were up they don't really fairly know what's oblivious. Going on. And they were falling in and out of sleep. So it was Mm -hmm. very early in the morning. Okay, so once he gets out there, I don't know why he chose to do this. Because he did not have to do this. No, he he didn't have to do this at all. No, he kills the littlest one, Cece, first. Smothers her with her blanket, her favorite blanket. And she didn't put up a fight at all. She didn't put up a fight. And then Bella asks, what's wrong with Cece? And he ends up smothering her as well. And she did put up a fight. And she did put up a fight. Good job, girl. So anyway, on his way home... During his 45 minutes, um, instead of just, you know, feeling awful about what just happened, he calls the school to unenroll the little girls from school. Mm-hmm. He starts inquiring about selling his house, and he starts texting his mistress. So. Yikes. Yeah. So that's what he did instead of having any remorse, I guess. Yeah. So um, he is now in jail in Wisconsin. And he receives love letters all the time. From random women. From random women. women. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand this about women. And they do that with a lot of different serial killers. Yes. They romanticize them. And yes. they... I don't understand it. I... No. Like... What? I don't know. It's just I, My disgusting. thought would never be, oh, this man, who's... You know, he's fine looking. He's yeah, in good yeah. shape. Oh, he killed his whole family. Yeah. So I think I want to write him and express my love. Yeah. What? I don't understand. Yikes. So anyway, um, I think we're going to go over some statement analysis, and then okay. I'd like to touch on um, another topic as well. Okay, so Mandy found this statement analysis by Mark McClish. Um, and I'm just going to read a couple of like the, the bigger points here. Essentially they kind of, um, he like kind of goes over the statements and things that he said and, and just picks out things that maybe, um, portray him as guilty. And it right. says, did Chris Watt, did Chris Watts words betray him in the disappearance of his family? <clears throat> so, um, in that first interview that we did listen to, you guys got to hear that with the news. He said, I want my family back. I wanted that knock on the door. I wanted to see those kids running in and barrel rush me and give me a hug. I just wanted them home so bad. And Mark says, these are probably truthful statements. He probably regrets that he kills his family and would like to have them back. Um, 
And the next thing that he talks about is, despite giving a truthful statement, it is difficult for a person not to reveal he is lying. Um, in his interview, he said, I have no inclination of where they're at right now. I have no idea, like, where they went. Rarely can a person um, honestly say they have no idea or they have no inclination. Most people have an idea on just about everything. Right. I a mean, little you bit. All, you always have somewhat of an idea of what's going on. Um, and he's, yeah, he says most people do have an idea or an opinion. Right. Um, however, I would conclude that in an indication of deception and I wouldn't be asking a few more, he would be, it, basically he's saying he would ask a few more questions having right. to do with that after him saying that he'd be like, oh, okay, that sounds fishy. Let me get to the bottom of this. Right. Exactly. Um, and then the last thing, statistics tell us that many missing persons case involve family members or someone who knows the missing person. When that family member talks about the missing person in the past tense, he's telling us he knows something we don't, that the person's missing and probably deceased. Right. Um, so when they were talk when they were asking him about his children, he was saying, Bella was going to start kindergarten next Monday. But if she was still alive, he would have said Bella is starting school on Monday or next Monday. He, he wouldn't have said it in a past tense right. form. Um, like there's no way she can go to school on Monday. Right. right. Yeah. Even like if she's he, missing still, like that's the plan. Still, yeah. The plan is she goes, yes. we're going to find her and she's going to go to school on Monday. Like you wouldn't say it like that. Mark says later in the interview, Watts said, I'm not sure if they're safe somewhere, just huddled up somewhere or if they're in trouble. Since Watts can, since Watts confessed to killing his family, we know this statement is a lie. If people do decide to lie, they usually will not tell a direct lie. The direct lie would have been to say, I don't know if they are safe. That is a definitive statement. However, since Watts knows his family is not safe but is deceased, it caused him to use the phrase, not sure, instead of saying, I don't know. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. I think statement analysis is kind of, it's kind of interesting to look at because they think about things in a way that maybe like just we as regular people don't think Wouldn't about. Think of. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll make this a regular thing. <laughs> we should. Statement yeah. analysis. Okay. So last thing I want to touch on, um, the family annihilators. So family annihilators, you guys, I don't get it. I really don't. I mean, I, I kind of ended with on my notes with the question, how does someone wake up one day and kill their family? Yeah. I can't even imagine. Because this is an actual classification. It's a classification. Right? It's yes. a family annihilator. It's an actual yes. classification that it the is. police or whatever yep. use. It is. And so it's not, this person's not going to kill again necessarily. They didn't premeditate it. It's like you just snap and you kill your family. And then you go back to normal. Mm -hmm. And that's a family annihilator. So there was a uh, 2013 article and a study done in the UK. And they used newspaper archives to identify characteristics. So predominantly male, obviously, yeah. uh, in their 30s, employed, and triggered by family breakup or financial strain. And strangely, August is the most common month for family annihilators. What? Yeah, and he killed them in August. There is something to be said about, like, Zodiac and all of that stuff. Like, I know a lot mm -hmm. of people don't take it seriously. I just recently kind of, like, dug even deeper into mine to see, like, what my full, like, layout was. Right. And it is very interesting that the stars align at certain times right? for things. Like, like people act like freaks on full moons. What is the deal know? with August, though? Is it because it's, like, becoming 
like it's starting to maybe it's starting to get cooler like I don't know. there's some change in the season apparently that's like triggering this? I don't know it's really weird because this it's is really weird. early August too it was August 13th so I yeah. don't I don't know that's really interesting I know and then 81% of family annihilators attempt suicide 81% 81% wow so this is not something he doesn't fit into all of these so categories they just snap but... and they kill all of their family and then they're just like yep and I'm gonna kill myself too well too bad he didn't do that right <laughs> I know. You, you might think that's not nice, but I mean, think yeah. about the eight-inch diameter hole that his children were shoved down. Yeah. So, they during this study, they broke it down into four different types of people, right? So, the self-righteous killer. That person, uh, the blame is on the mother, who he blames for the breakup of the family, and they may be told in advance. So, hmm. he may say, hey, I'm going to kill you. And oh. then he kills them. So he, sometimes they'll tell in advance. I mean, forewarning, I guess. But So that one's not really him. Disappointed. So let down by his family uh, because they've acted in a way to destroy the, uh, the man's idea of what a family should be. I don't think that's him either. No. Okay, so anemic. And this one is the closest from what I was listening to, a Crime Junkie episode, and um, she thought this as well. So the, the family has become linked to economics. So there's been some sort of financial strain. And like mm-hmm. I said, they had uh, filed bankruptcy, yeah. which kind of started the weirdness in their relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's the only one that really kind of fits him. The last is paranoid, and that is those who perceive um, an external threat to the family and so they have a really twisted desire to protect their family, so they kill their family. Hmm. And so this study did not include affairs, which I think that's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, I feel like that's a big deal. I feel like there should be five pieces five, to that, yes. and that should definitely be like something number all five. on its own. I'm an asshole and I'm having an affair. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it should, I, yeah, I agree. I think that that should 100% be be part, part of, of this 100 is there maybe there's a different classification of just men with affairs in general that they use or people i should say people right. but let's it's be honest male. predominantly male yeah. yeah um but maybe there's just like a separate classification for people with affairs yeah but yeah, maybe i don't know that's so i can't wrap my brain around this august thing though that's i know so interesting it's really interesting if you guys know anything else about that or if you've studied Family Annihilators, yeah. let us know. Yeah, let us know yeah, right it's, in. It's, there's not a lot of research done on Family Annihilators, even though there are lots of Family Annihilators. Like, if yeah. you start to Google it, it'll, there, one thing came up. It was like, the top ten Family Annihilators. I mean, that should not list? be. I didn't even open it because oh. I'm like, I'm sick of these fucking assholes. Yeah. Like, that should not even be something. Why would yeah. you kill your whole family? Yeah. Well, okay, so I think that we should do this case later, but me and my mom and my sister had been watching a few documentaries on uh, Chad and Lori Daybell. Have you heard about that? Yes. So I feel like they are in this, right? And they would be the last classification because they're saying that they wanted to protect them because the family Mm -hmm. was becoming zombies or whatever. We're going to talk about this case um, for sure. Cause Lori I think Barlow. More, yeah. Barlow. She's or Vallow. 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 She's a fucking monster. Psychopath. Okay. okay we'll and talk I about just saw something on Instagram the other day. Now that I'm following all these crime pages <laughs> of this other guy recently that killed his kids because of him thinking that something it's like, okay. so I feel like we need just need to do a whole like, like session family on family. Yeah. Maybe we need yeah. to do like a whole series on that yeah. because it seems to be. It's, it's more it's, common. It's more common than you would think. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Ah. So should we talk about our kind of opinions on this? Because I know that it's pretty cut and dry. We know he did it. But me personally, I really think that the girlfriend's a complete liar. I think (laughs) that they should have actually investigated her more thoroughly. I think they should have looked at her her text message, her history. I think they should have even checked maybe her phone records to see where she was that day. Right. Me personally, I believe that if she wasn't physically involved... I think that she talked him into it. Right. Or at least they talked about it and she Mm -hmm. was very, like, gung-ho for the idea. Well, remember they said to her during her interrogation, excuse me, they were like, did you ever say anything to him about him having children that that was a problem? Because you said you want your own children. And it made you uncomfortable that he had his own. So did you ever say anything? She's like, never, never. And she repeated herself. I wonder if that's anything. She said never, never, twice. Yeah, she did. And mm-hmm. I, you know, and he says that when he was driving out there, he was like, why, you know, in that later interview, yep. he's like, I was thinking, why didn't I save them? Why did I do this? And I think he knows exactly why. I think it's because he wanted to be with her. And start over. And so he had to kill them because she wouldn't allow them right. to live. Like, he, she wasn't going to start She wasn't going to accept that. She wasn't going to accept that. She no. wasn't going to start a family with him. I'm telling you, not only did this bitch look up if she could get a book deal, I think that she, I... I'm sorry. I 100% think that she had something to do with it. Yeah. And I wish the cops would have actually, like, looked more into her. I wonder what they did do regarding her. Because it doesn't go into detail. It no doesn't. sources we've looked at. But all it really detail. sounds like is that they just kind of, like, interviewed her about it and just kind of verified, like, fact-checked that yeah. she did, in fact, work with him and, and that they whatever. But I, Yeah, but I don't think that they actually, like, did a deep dive into her. Probably not, because they were like, he did it. So yeah, they I mean, he did right it. There. And honestly, most of the time the cops are like, they want to figure out what happened, and they don't necessarily need to know the entire story yeah. as long as they've got their person. Right, exactly. And I'm not saying that all cops are like that, no. because I think that cops are important, but... I definitely think that sometimes they're like, we got our person, we can close the case, it's good, and We're there's done. no need to really dig deeper into this because we know what happened. Right. right. But I really feel like this bitch should be in jail, too, because I think <laughs> that she had something to do with it. The book deal thing was kind of a like a red flag for me. I was like, oh, 100%. What? A book, like, a book deal? You Stop it right now. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. No. And the fact that she did all that Googling to look up Shanann and then she told the cops that she never knew that she was pregnant until she found out on the internet, it's like, you're full of shit. Yeah. You knew. You yeah. knew everything. Right. And your boyfriend, who you're Googling about wedding dresses and yeah. marrying uh, your your affair partner. I kind of... Um, uh, wait a second. So yeah. if you find out that who you're sleeping with, also sleeping with his wife, which that shouldn't be a problem, but now she's pregnant. Yeah. That's all not going to work yeah. for her. I personally think maybe they were going to run off together. That's why he oh, disenrolled maybe. the kids. I think that his whole plan was just to say that Shanann took off with the kids, but he didn't get that chance because right. her friend was so on top of it. 100%. I mean, literally hours after he, like, got rid of them, mm-hmm. she was on it. The cops were at on his it. house. He didn't have time to do anything. That's why yes. he still had her wedding ring and everything. Everything. Her phone. Yeah. Her, I mean, there's bed sheets taken off. Like, so many. Like, we said red flags. It's yeah. like, okay. I, I think they were going to run off together. Yeah. And that's why he started, like, prepping. He was like, oh, I'm going to take him out of school. I'm going to sell my house. Possibility. We're just going to run off together. I mean, who thinks they can just get away with this? You know, a cocky, like, non, not very intelligent idiot. From what I can tell, he has no backbone. This is one of those men who has no spine, and he just 
met a woman that wasn't willing to put him in his place, mm-hmm. and she was treating him like he was a king, and he right. was like, yep, yes, like this. Mm-hmm. And there's that video of her being like, Christopher, thank you so much for coming on this Ugh. trip with me. And then, so whenever Shanann was out of town, he's just hanging he's out just with his hanging girlfriend. He's just hanging out with his girlfriend. Yeah, doing, they were like, um, going down the sand dunes with surfboards. Yeah. Or what, not surfboards, yeah. but you know what I'm talking about. No shoes on, by the way. Weird. Yeah. Is that common? I mean, I took my shoes off <laughs> just to get the sand out of them when I was there. Yeah. But, I mean, Ugh. no. But, yeah, they were just... Hanging out, hanging out at the park, hanging yeah. out at the sand dunes, just mm-hmm. just chilling, bachelor life, like yeah. she said. So anyway, yeah, I don't know for a fact that she was involved, but she's like I say, she's shady, like something, she's shady. something. Yeah. You're shady. You're shady. You're shady. That bitch is shady. That bitch is shady. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, something. But okay, so anyway, if you guys have any comments, if you know some details about the case, do you want to share? Um, just let us know. You can always. You know, check out all of our socials. We're everywhere. We're on every listening source. And our... We out there. We out there. And our website, again, is don'tgetinthevanpodcast.com. And so you can find everything there, including our trivia. Trivia! Okay, so, Caitlin, what is this week's trivia? Okay, so um, let me first refresh you guys on the question for last oh, week yes, and yes. give you our answer. Yes, sorry. So, last week's question was, who managed to keep murdering even after the police placed a tracking device on his car? Mm-hmm. The answer, which, oddly enough, I didn't realize was in any way connected to this episode, is kind of interesting, yep. is Coral Watts, the Sunday morning slasher. Is it? Carl? Well, there's little parentheses here that say coral, so I don't know oh, if maybe you so pronounce it. Interesting. So Carl, Carl or, or coral. coral. Yeah, or not sure. We don't know, but nah. it's C-A-R. It just reminds oh. me of The Walking Dead and like, coral! Oh. Coral! <laughs> <laughs> Any Walking Dead fans out there? Yeah. I haven't seen it in forever, me but either. I never forgot about that. <laughs> um, so the Sunday Morning Slasher is our answer. Yeah. Same last name, Watts. Spelled the same as Chris Watts. Yes. Interesting. Nothing to do with each other, but did, still. Did not plan that, by the way. Super Just weird. a happy accident. Yes. Thank you, Bob Ross. <laughs> okay, so, um, and I will say a few different people did write in and ask. Uh, we had a couple of really good guesses. Yes. I was asked if it was Ted Bundy, Ed Kemper, um, Unfortunately, no. Great guesses. Yes. Um, we did have one other true crime podcast that wrote in. Crime, Crimeology. Crimeology. Yes, and they knew the right answer. You guys were right. Yep, Good you job. You guys were right. Good job. Um, all right, so episode two, here's our question. Which serial killer shares the same name of one of Elaine's boyfriends on TV's Seinfeld? Ooh. So if we have any Seinfeld fans out there, I used to watch that. My parents loved that show when we were younger. Um, please message in. Let us know. What's your answer? Let us know. For sure. We'll give it to you next week. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And as always, remember, don't get in the van.